This is 93.5 FM. We don't need music to make our IDs interesting. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on this episode of Swish and Flicks. We're going to be talking about Young Royals, a Swedish TV show. So stick around. It stars up-and-comers Edwin Riding and Omar Rudberg. I pronounce that very English. They pronounce it obviously very Swedish, given that they are Swedes. Uh, but I don't want to butcher the language, so I'm going. I'm just going to say it that way. Edwin Riding, Omar Rudberg, both extremely talented, as is the rest of the cast. All very young, very fresh actors. So it was really nice to see. But I'll talk about it more later about the actor's age and how that elevated the show. Right now, let's just get into what the show is about. So Young Royals is a show about young royals. Edwin Riding plays Prince Wilhelm of the Swedish royal family, the youngest son. So we follow him through his quite turbulent teen years. He's getting into some trouble. He's dealing with all the pressure of being in the royal family, having all these eyes on you as you're going through this very tough time in life. I know personally, if I was constantly being paraded on social media and adults were writing articles about me left and right while I was dealing with zits and all the gloss and glamour of puberty, I would have hated it too. So I totally feel for him. And the show has a pretty interesting way of showing it, a very human way. Uh, I... I like to say that Young Royals is Gossip Girl, but more down to earth and with more depth. But I've never watched Gossip Girl, so uh, take that as you will. But following his series of mishaps, uh, the young prince is placed into a private school as a form of you know, you tried this normal life, quote unquote, of going into a regular school and the royal family's like, nah, you you messed up. Uh, that's not happening anymore. You need to be with your own people. I'm pretty sure that's somewhat of the exact words that they use. But yeah, they put them at Hellerska, prestigious national school, something, something. And uh, it is a school for rich kids. And they expect him to sort of follow in his older brother's footsteps, get his act together, and start actually behaving as a prince. But we wouldn't have a show if things went as planned. And they did not. So the reason I like the show, as I've mentioned before, is it's quite down-to-earth. It's quite deep in the topics that it covers, it is uh, still a drama, so there is dramatic moments. But I found that all the dramatic moments were quite human, which kept me watching for all six episodes and then re-watching and re-watching and re-watching yet again. So if I could summarize it, I'd say the show is about not just discovering who you are, but coming to terms with it, which is... A very difficult process and especially to do it at such a young age when 
you're under so much pressure and everyone has these expectations that they want you to live up to and not just expectations, but their own needs. And that's how they're looking at you almost as a resource. Like I need you to be this. So you need to do this to fulfill my need without ever considering what you need, what you want, what your dreams are. And so Wilhelm is dealing with this and the way that the show portrays it is very touching. And I found that, you know, I would be watching the show and it would just bring me back to when I was in high school. And that doesn't happen often to me with high school shows because they're just so far-fetched and nothing close to actual real life experience. But even though I've obviously never attended a prestigious Swedish school and with the royal family, I can still look at the experiences that this show portrayed and be like, wow, yeah, I remember feeling like that and it sucks. And I'm so glad that they're portraying it and showing somebody dealing with it, making mistakes, learning from their mistakes, growing and all of that. So the the show does tackle some pretty hard hitting topics. Um, it tackles um you know, that's the age that usually people get introduced to substances that are quite harmful. Uh, so it deals with that, with substance abuse, but not just with substance abuse at that level, but you have substance abuse as it follows you through life, um, through one of the older characters as well. Uh, it talks about sexuality and defining and not defining, if you so choose, your sexuality and what that all means when we live in the day and age of social media where everyone can find out anything that they want about you. Uh, it deals a lot with feelings of isolation and peer and family pressure. Uh, definitely something that everyone can relate to, maybe not to the extent that a prince might feel it and the word prince sounds very romantic and, and like I always think of Disney movies but it's portrayed in much more real way like a modern kind of take on the prince and not like a Disney take on a modern prince where like they're just rich but um with all the scrutiny that comes with it um it talks a lot about and this is something that I really appreciate the show going into because that's not a easy topic to uh, tackle but they did it anyways and they did it in a very non-patronizing but uh, realistic way uh, and that's tackling socioeconomic disparity which obviously at a school for rich kids you're gonna have because some of those kids uh, maybe will have fallen on hard times. Maybe some of those kids got in on merit rather than financial ability. So there's going to be these conflicts and there's going to be these hard truths coming out about life and about how our society and our economy is built. And they don't shy away from that. And finally, yeah, the big motif of the whole show and something that they uh, try to incorporate as much as they can. And I think that's very self-aware of them, given that this is a TV show that you're watching on Netflix, is the power of media and the power of presenting things in a certain way and the power of uh, the rich and famous saying certain things on TV and whether or not that is always truthful. 
so very, very interesting topics for a teen TV show, which is why I kept re-watching it, because I cannot stand the Riverdale-esque type of TV shows. I just absolutely... There's nothing human to it. There's nothing real to it. And yeah, sure, the drama might hold you for like a little bit, but eventually the stakes got just get so egregiously high and it's just so out of this world that you just you, you can't keep watching with and take it seriously. Uh, while this show, Young Royals, is definitely something to take seriously, but also something to enjoy. There's some really nice, sweet moments, some really youthful moments that sort of, I don't know, if you're in university, you kind of, or older, you kind of think back and you're like, oh, I remember those times when I was 15 and just like didn't have to pay bills. What a good good time. So Prince Wilhelm is a 15-year-old boy. Maybe he's 16, but I think 15. He's a 15-year-old boy who does come from a royal family. So his status is pretty much established from the get-go. But we see in the very first shot that Wilhelm does not take the, his role with too much happiness. He's not happy in that role and he's not happy playing a role that other people kind of dictate to him and he wants to try and have a normal life which is why he asked uh, requested we find out a bit later uh, to be enrolled in a regular high school so that he would have the opportunity to kind of mature and get to know people on a more real level level rather than just within this tight niche where everyone already kind of knows each other and who your family is and who your grandparents are and all that matters so much. Here, he could establish himself as him, Wilhelm, without any of the preconceived notions that come with his title. However, he was doing what teenagers do. He was partying and that's normal and that's fine, but he got into a fight while he was partying. And so normally, if you're a teenager and you get in a fight in a party your mom grounds you she takes away your phone or you know whatever Wilhelm though is a prince so the royal family is now plastered all over the news with their aggressive son who picks fights and you know is this the future of our country so immediately much more higher stakes than if any other teenager had gotten into this fight. And so the royal family pressures Wilhelm into making a statement where he kind of has to go live on air and talk about how sorry he is and how he vows to learn and, and become a better person and all of this. And we see that it's not necessarily that Wilhelm doesn't want to be a good person, but he doesn't feel like he was in the wrong. He feels like the other person provoked him, so he doesn't want to say any of this, but he has to. And I think the mom even says specifically, it doesn't matter if you mean it, you have to say it. It's about appearances. So that immediately brings in the whole uh, motif and theme of the show, especially when dealing with the royal family of, is any of it real? Is any of them actually happy in the role that they have, or are they just fulfilling this mold of what's expected of them? But 
Wilhelm does it because he hopes that that will make everything kind of smooth over and he can just go back to his life. But then he's informed that given his transgression, he's expected to stop going to regular school and enroll at Hillerska, which is the prestigious school, the most prestigious school in Sweden. He puts up a fight, but eventually, you know, he's 15 and there's a lot of eyes on him. So he kind of does what he's told. He is very pouty and moody the whole time, though. He's not happy with the fact that he has to do this, that he has to give up his friends. One thing, though, that I can say right away is I wish they'd introduced more of his past life uh, because you don't really get to see his connections with other people prior to him starting this new school. And I feel like it would have been a much more valuable and the weight of his uh, transfer from school to school would have been much greater if you had seen his friends before that, his life before that, because it would make you attached to that and would see you, it, it would, you would see him being happy and you would want him to obviously stay that way. So you would even as an audience member be against this and, and kind of have emotions towards it. But most of it comes from just the theoretical of you know, oh, well, he wants this and it made him happy in the past. So you want that for him. But you never get to see, especially once he does start this new school, none of his old friends ever contact him. He doesn't talk to anyone. Nobody shows up at his school. He doesn't hang out with anyone, any of his old friends from his old school. And so it's kind of, for me, that's probably the main missed opportunity that they have in the show is that they could have kind of included some of his past life in order to sort of show you what he was like and that he was happy and that this wasn't just kind of him sticking up to his mom just because he's a teenager but rather that like he actually did have a life and that it made him happy and that's why he doesn't want to leave it but we don't really get that so Maybe season two will include something like that just to give us a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, a bit of depth and history there. But anyways, Wilhelm starts up his new school. He is already sort of being shoved into the positions that his brother filled when he attended that school prior to Wilhelm attending. And his brother, Eric, is a sweetheart. And it's almost... Like, later on, you understand why they made him a sweetheart, because certain things wouldn't be as meaningful if he was mean. But you almost want him to be meaner because it would give Wilhelm a tangible enemy. Later on, that enemy sort of does become his mom, who's sort of pressuring him into all of this stuff. And we find out that that's because she's the actual royal, her uh, um, or Wilhelm's dad is kind of married into the royal family, but she was the one who was expected to be queen from the very beginning. So that sort of explains their dynamic. She was raised to be this one thing, and so that's her whole life. And she's even... A lot of people online don't really like her, but I find that she is quite empathetic to Wilhelm's unhappiness because she's felt it herself. 
So she empathizes with it. But the problem is, and probably the reason why so many people online hate her, is she doesn't do anything to help him through it. She just tells him, oh, keep your head down and just like do what you're told. And, you know, maybe you won't completely hate your life by the end of it. But that's not really like, it's not really a good parent now, is it? Like you're, I understand that you have this role that you got to fill. You know, you're queen of a country. It's quite a, quite a big responsibility there but you're still a mother so you should at least try to take care and ease some of the suffering of your own child instead of just being like oh well well it'll go away and if it doesn't it's your fault so yeah the mom does become eventually kind of an enemy but i wish they'd given eric and wilhelm maybe like certain things that they disagree on they don't have to like outright hate each other but like a little bit of tension between them because you do see that tension in wilhelm towards not wanting to be eric not wanting to be the actual heir to the throne uh he's very happy in his role i, I guess as happy as he could be he would rather be the youngest kid than the heir to the throne because then that's his worst nightmare so it would have been nice to see some of that tension but most of it is aimed at just the idea of having to fill eric's shoes and him kind of struggling to maintain his own identity and and sort of push onto other people hey i'm not eric i'm not prince wilhelm i'm not your highness i'm me this is who i am uh which is cool because like i said i might not be able to relate to everything all of that but uh the idea that certain roles are imposed on you and that you sort of have to elbow your way into the center of the room in order to scream stop this is who i am is is relatable i've i've been in that place and a lot of people have uh so i totally get it and and that was a really something that really hit home and it's not something that they take lightly either like it continues on through the show when different uh situations wilhelm has to sort of make a choice is this who you're gonna be is this who you're gonna become or are you gonna stick true to yourself and sometimes he chooses wrong and that's also something cool. Uh, I really enjoy the fact that this show makes their characters make mistakes. Yeah, it's magnetic. Join Sorogeny on Caribbean Connections, Thursdays at 1. Walk through the sands with poetry from our great leaders and academics. Jive with us to Soka, Reggae, Chutney, and Calypso. Get your current cricket results, meet special guests, and more. Every Thursday, 11.30 Eastern, 1 p.m. Newfoundland time. It's Evelyn Jess, and you're listening to CHMR 93.5 FM in St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador. 
And for you cyberspacers, stream us online at chmr.ca. All the best from Evelyn Jess. Let's first explain the characters. I probably should have started with that. Uh, all right, well, here we go. Uh, Wilhelm, obviously, I explained he's the youngest uh, prince the, of the royal family. Uh, he has an older brother, Eric, who is heir to the throne, and his mother, the queen, uh, and his dad. His dad doesn't play that significant of a role. He does have, like, he is in a couple of the scenes, but not too often. Um, so that's the royal family. Uh, the other lead, um, played by Omar Rudberg, who apparently is a really big child pop star, like the Justin Bieber of Sweden. And I didn't realize this at all until recently. Uh, but yeah, Omar Rudberg, his first acting role, which blew me away because this kid is just, well, kid, I say kid, he's like six months younger than me, but he's a natural. He, he did such a great job in the role of Simon. And Simon is one of those merit kids that I talked about, uh, who is not financially equal to his peers, but he sort of makes his own in the school. Uh, but they gave him some struggles as well, because this is such a prestigious school, and a lot of kids are expected to do well, he is starting to underperform. So, uh, conflict and tension arise there. And especially when you add in the fact, um, the socioeconomic disparity between him and his peers, and the fact that a lot of the people that are doing better than him are doing better because they're necessarily smarter, or that they're better at school or anything like that. They're doing better because they can pay for tutors and private lessons from the teachers and for the supplies that are needed to go places and they can go to the leadership activities that get you connected and you know yada yada uh so as an audience member i'm watching this and it's frustrating me because you you see that from the get-go he's just disadvantaged and there's nothing he can do about it the only thing he can do about it is pay up but if you don't have the money then you're screwed. There's no future for you because your future's already been decided. You're not worthy of attending the school, of having these dreams and goals, and of achieving them because you can't pay. And it's just infuriating and so, so good because it makes for really good commentary about how things are set up. And Sweden, you know, a lot of places like um, Sweden, Norway, uh, uh, those places are, people tend to look to them as models of good systems. And they are, you know, compared to a lot of other systems, they are functioning quite well. They are the top of the line. But then you see something like this and you're like, well, crap, things aren't perfect there either, you know. Um, and it does sort of point out the greater problems of the type of society that we live in. So not something you expect to see in a show about 
young royals called young royals anyways uh so that's simon uh he has a sister sarah who has Asperger's and same as him is a merit scholar. Uh, so she has her own struggles of fitting into a socio or like a, a niche like the high school there while also having Asperger's and being a girl. And they do kind of highlight how it's different, the ways in which someone like Wilhelm, someone like Simon, and someone like Sarah, uh, the techniques that they have to use and the hoops that they have to jump through in order to fit into different places. So I found that super, super interesting, the fact that they included someone um, like Sarah and not just included her as a side character, but she has a pretty prominent arc throughout the show that, like I said, characters make mistakes in this show. So sometimes, especially towards the end, the things that Sarah does sort of had me cursing at the screen because, ah, she just makes the wrong choice <laughs> and you kind of feel for her because you understand where she's coming from but you just you just wish she hadn't done it and um oh uh felice uh felice is uh another uh girl at the school she's like the popular queen bee um she comes from a very wealthy family and she's like known among them to be from this like new wealth kind of family so uh establishing herself in this ecosystem but then again also sort of having a predetermined role because she does have the money so you know that's all they care about uh and she also has a pretty interesting arc of you know she stays the popular girl she she doesn't forgo that but she does grow and i think that that's awesome because i'm kind of tired of takes on high school girls where they have to sort of knock themselves down in order to be accepted the popular girl has to uh become humble and modest in order to to be loved and to be liked and you know the the dorky girl needs to be super super feminine and loser glasses and and her weird graphic tees and then she'll be popular you know so all of the stuff goes out the window and that's totally not how young roles takes it and i respect it and i love it and finally there's august he is i'd say the main antagonist other than the queen sort of but he's the direct main antagonist especially uh for wilhelm and simon as they start developing a relationship so the thing about august is he's not directly against like he's not a homophobe at least they haven't really said anything and he hasn't really acted in a way that would suggest it he's his main hang-up is so anytime uh wilhelm and simon are spending time together or talking to each other or even looking at each other august is there and he pops up and he's like you know you don't want to be messing with the likes of him and kind of points at simon 
implicating that it's not the fact that these are two dudes that bothers him. It bothers him that these are two dudes and one of them is poor and the other one is the Prince of Sweden. So it's it's almost like August is representative of that force, that societal force that's trying to force uh, uh, people and, and pressure them into kind of staying within their lane, their role, their assigned box and august really does not take well to anyone stepping outside of the lines that he specifically prescribed to them and that he developed for them uh so it's not necessarily especially like towards the end of the show uh when his circumstances start to be revealed and sort of shown more uh that you see that it's he's not a bad guy it's like it's the way that all of them really have been told consistently this is who you are this is who you're supposed to be and nothing less or more is acceptable so keep your head down and do as you're told and august is no exception to that he also has to deal with a lot of those same pressures that wilhelm does while not having any control because Wilhelm at least has a voice even though that voice gets knocked down a lot uh, August is on the other hand completely dependent his entire identity and the the things that he's built himself up on are dependent on his family's money and if that ever runs out, if his status at all changes, his whole world comes crashing down, uh, which creates a very interesting dynamic between him and Simon. Every second, someone flees their home due to natural disasters. The Arctic ice that regulates our planet's weather is vanishing. That means floods, famine, and more are on the rise. But there's a simple solution, and you have the right to know. My name is Parvati. Please join me in creating a healthy future with MAPS, the Marine Arctic Peace Sanctuary. Get involved at parvati.org, P-A-R-V-A-T-I dot org. It literally means the world. So it's a very intricate interplay between um, these representations of um, essentially socioeconomic statuses. Um you have Wilhelm, who's the established royalty, you know, the, the old money. You have August, who is um, old money running out. You have Felice, who is new money. And you have Simon, who is, you know, the lower class, uh, middle class, lower class. <laughs> Those two are blending together nowadays. So it's pretty much the same either one you're in. Um but whatever, and th that's what I love about the show, is whatever these kids do, the show makes a very, very big point of, it, it just hammers it in that these are kids. They are children. And that was the thing that I said I was going to talk about later, is the casting for this show. So a lot of other shows, um, Riverdale, Paso Girl, What's another one? Uh, Pretty Little Liars. All of those shows, 
the the reason why I found them so unbearable to watch is because you're watching grown adults act like children, but also adults. It's weird. So like I, I'll, I've been especially nagging on Riverdale, so I'll just continue. So in Riverdale, these kids are are all supposed to be like what 16, 17 and first of all they solve they all solve a murder uh which okay whatever cool premise i guess um but then they're like dealing with gangs and stuff i have not watched past season one or maybe like a couple episodes into season two so like all this stuff but they're still acting like kids they'll they're still throwing tantrums and being like super insecure and all this stuff but when it comes out of a adult's mouth like these are actual 25 year olds like they're stubble and these are developed people and they're delivering lines that were meant for like 14 year olds it's just such a disconnect and it's just so cringy and annoying to watch because again you're watching a grown man or woman or whatever act like a child and it's annoying but not young royals though because i think edwin who plays wilhelm he's like 16 in the show but when the show was filmed he was like 17 uh omar was he was in his he was 19 20 maybe when they shot the film but he looks super super young like he he looks like he could be 16 so it's so much the casting is just so well done like i said all of these are like newer actors they're all really younger people so all of this stuff coming from them and the mistakes that their characters make are believable because they're stuff that kids would do and you kind of have to make allowances for them because you realize that they're not acting out of malice they're not acting a lot of times even intentionally it's either what they've been taught or they're winging it terribly sure but they're just trying their best and even people like august who really does do some questionable terrible things you have to ask yourself how much of it would still be there if he was just in a healthier environment and my guess is the answer is not a lot. <laughs> and that's not to say that bullies don't exist in non-procedure schools. Obviously they do. But I'm just saying that even in those circumstances, there's external forces. When a kid's a bully, like you always hear, something's going on at home. Like they learned that behavior somewhere. That's why it's not fully the child's responsibility is because they haven't formed yet as a person and that's the message and that's the sort of um take home of young royals is that these are all young people being pushed and shoved around and expected to act like adults but then they're the ones suffering the consequences for it and nobody's treating them as kids even though they are they a hundred percent are and i really really enjoyed watching that and it really really helped when watching to have these young faces on the screen 
it helped sell the whole idea that this show is a high school show. So, 10 out of 10 stars. Well, actually, let's get to the stars. So, overall, like I said, I've watched this show about four times now. Uh, The way that it makes you feel and brings you back in time and the way it establishes these characters and makes them feel human. It's it's very short, so six episodes, but it's very, very sweet. Um, so I would definitely recommend if you are looking for something to watch tomorrow night, put on some Young Royals. You will not regret it. It's absolutely the cutest, heart, most heartbreaking cutest show uh, I've watched this summer, and I definitely recommend 10 out of 10. So with that said, that will be all for tonight, folks. I am so happy that you could tune in for tonight's episode of Swish and Flicks. If you have any thoughts or recommendations for what I should watch next, feel free to hit up our Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Swish and Flicks. Just spell it all out. You'll find us. Other than that, that's it for me. Again, thank you so much for watching, and I will catch you next time.